There is no growth in comfort and no comfort in growth. Business today typically values and promotes leaders for their subject expertise. Leaders who have command of the details and execute based on knowledge and experience are highly respected. However, to grow as a leader, you have to get out of your comfort zone. That means learning to lead without just being the expert. Learn to gain the trust and respect of a team that might know more than you do. Get comfortable with ambiguity and with not having all the information. Develop the skills and confidence to lead in a different way. Welcome to Out of the Comfort Zone. I'm Wanda Wallace. Now, today we're going to talk about getting out of the comfort zone, but in a slightly different way. Rather than talking about skills, we're going to listen to someone that I think you're going to find is a pretty motivational thinker and author. So my guest today is Sean Anderson. He is a number one ranked motivational author, an unlimited thinker, and a lifetime entrepreneur with a history of inspiring other people. He's written six books, and he's the creator of a thing called the Extra Mile Day, which is a day of recognizing the power we each have to create a positive change when we go the extra mile. 527 cities have signed up for this in um, 2018. Now, Sean also likes to walk his talk, which means that he's done a variety of things, such as build a million-dollar company, pedaled a bike solo across the United States twice, and created adventures in over 45 countries and walked border to border across England, Ireland, Spain, Portugal, and 750 miles around Japan. In 2018, he's going to walk 500 plus miles across his sixth country, which is France. He'll finish his seventh and eighth book, and he'll continue to build on the success of Extra Mile Day. And if we're not inspired by all of that, I don't know what we're going to be inspired by. So, Sean, welcome to the show. Wanda, I'm grateful to be here this morning with you. Thank you very much. I'm happy about it. I think this is going to be great fun because I'm hoping that we're going to get some insight on what it means to inspire ourselves, let alone other people. So Extra Mile Day, just tell us a little bit about this and why did you create it? Well, in 2009, as you recall, there was a lot of there was a lot of unease in America. A lot of businesses were closing. Homes were foreclosing. People just lost a lot of confidence. And they were looking at the government and saying, what are you going to do to get us out of this mess? What kind of programs are you going to create? I felt people were looking at their bosses and saying, what are you going to do to help me keep my job and make sure that I'm making more money in the future? And along with that, people are always looking in their relationships and saying to their partner, what are you going to do? to make our relationship better. People forgot the general premise that if you really want to create positive change, not only in the world, but in your own life, you don't keep doing what you're doing and you certainly do not look at other people to do it, but you look at the person in the mirror and then you don't keep doing the same thing, but you go the extra mile. So as a symbol of that, I took my 47-year-old non-bicyclist body and I pedaled across the United States as a symbol of going the extra mile. And along the way, my staff created events in 21 cities where I interviewed over 200 people who had been identified as having gone the extra mile. Since 2009 and 23 participating cities initially, we've continued to grow Extra Mile Day. Last year, November 1, 527 cities stood up and clapped for their extra mile volunteers doing awesome things in their local community. So give me a couple examples of the kind of people you met, especially in this first 200 people that you interviewed crossing the United States as a cyclist who'd never done this before. I was in Iowa and I had just spoken at a United Way event and this woman was escorted up to me on 
and she had to be on the side of someone uh, to her arm because she Sheila Holsworth, she was blind. She she had two glass eyes. And as I learned Sheila's story, I, I discovered that it wasn't always that way for Sheila. When Sheila was 10 years old, the orthodontic headgear that she was wearing for her teeth, one day it snapped. And when it snapped, it gouged out both of her eyes. So from the age of 10 on, Sheila Holsworth was a blind person. Again, two glass eyes. But Sheila decided not to live as a blind person. She decided to go the extra mile and live the life she wanted to live. When I met Sheila Holsworth in her 40s, she was a, uh, a water ski trick jumper. She was the fastest downhill person ever uh, to, to ski slopes. And she had also climbed one of the world's tallest mountains. She did this all blind. Sheila Holsworth pedaled a bicycle across her home state tandem. She reminded us that no matter what obstacles, challenges, frustrations, anxieties, life throws at us, the only person that can truly keep us from moving forward is ourself. That's inspiring. So water ski as a trick jumper, as a blind person. Uh, okay, I believe you can do absolutely anything you set your mind to do, but how did you go about achieving that? Well, y- you know, she just, if, if, for example, skiing downhill, she just, uh, she's got a person that skis in front of her, so she knows how to turn left and right by how the snow from the person skiing in front of her hits her chest. So as the person skis, she just focuses on how that snow hits her, and that's how she knows how to turn left and right. Um, You know, sometimes in life, we're quick to question why we can't do things instead of looking for solutions on how we possibly can do things. There was another example. When I was in Colorado, I met this couple named Brad and Libby Berkey, and they had this real passion for wanting to open a restaurant. No big deal. There's thousands of people every day across America opening restaurants. But what they wanted to do was they wanted to have a restaurant where when you opened the menu, there were no prices on the menu. At the end of the meal, you paid what you could afford to pay. You see, they believe that food and good home-cooked food should be available for everybody. And if you couldn't afford to pay for your meal, then you simply could pick up a broom and you could sweep or you could do dishes. The same cafe now, of Fiddlesticks, is probably 15 or 16 years later, is still going strong. And their model, their extra mile model is being created all around the United States. Fabulous. So, Sean, you must have known when you started this journey that you were going to get some amazing stories. Uh, you know, you had your own stories and you must have met a couple of either. Were you shocked at how much people have done exceptional things? You know, I, I just, I don't know if we really realize, Wanda, how many amazing people that surround us every single day. I mean, the power of the human spirit is so absolutely awesome. And if we really took the time to get to know people, the neighbor, you know, the person who delivers our mail, every single one of us has a story. And wrapped in that story, there's so much inspiration probably if we just took the time to really listen. No, well, that's true. We all have stories. We have a multitude of stories. Um, and I think you're right. We don't take the time to A, tell them and B, to listen to them. And I believe, I think as you do, that the stories are the inspiring part. Well, isn't the stories what make life? I mean, honestly, you know, the stories, the struggles, the successes, the experiences, the adventures, that that is what our life is. You know, those those two dates that are going to end up on our tombstone, the day we're born and the day we died, what really makes that life amazing are all of those stories that are in between those two dates. And Wanda, you and I have that 
you and I and every listener has that special privilege of being able to create those stories. We have the opportunity to create the life that we truly want to live, the experiences, the moments. And it's just a matter of how how far are we willing to walk out of our comfort zone in order to do it? Okay. How far to walk out of the comfort zone? Boy, is that one interesting. Okay. So let's do some hands-on coaching here. Um, let's say we have a person who really does want to create a different kind of a working model, let's say, in the business that they're in. And let's say that their boss is adamantly opposed to that kind of working model, doesn't believe it, doesn't buy it, doesn't think it's going to work. Let's say we've not gotten so far that the boss has said, if you do it, you're fired. But, you know, you got resistance there and you got people around you who are not very enthusiastic about it. And here we have you coming along to say you have to create the positive change you want to see and you can't blame one on other people. And it's about doing something differently than you've always done. And how far are you willing to get out of your comfort zone? So what do you tell this person? Well, let's just pretend for a moment that this person is you and we're role playing person to person, shall we? Shall we? I've got to. I've got to ask you first. You know, do you, do you like your job? All right. So me personally, I happen to actually love my job. But in yes, this role play, this the right? answer would be no. I don't really love my job. It's a job. Is that what you'd really like to have? Is just a job? No, I think. You know, would really like to have something that had meaning and significance and bigger contribution and impact in the world. Well, then let's just plant the seed right now that your boss's his response to this this potentially great idea, this this idea that could add value to your company, his response is just like this red flag for you to maybe maybe start considering that where you are now, where you are spending your eight to five right now is not where you're supposed to be. Ah, so you mean like change, go to a new place. Well, you told me you're not happy with where you are, so why would you want to continue going somewhere where you're not happy? (laughs) I actually like the people around me, quite honestly. Well, just because one changes their job doesn't necessarily the people around you change. You know, what we could simply do is we could we could measure how many positives your job really gives you versus how many negatives. But but bottom line is I asked you I asked you, do you like your job? And you said no. So in that in that answer, I have to believe that we were also weighing the fact that you like some of those people. If you like the people, continue those, those relationships later. But right now, how would it feel if you went to a job that energized you? How would it feel, Wanda, if you went to a job that listened to this great idea you had? Well, pretty good. But then it would also be pretty scary because then I would really be on the hook for actually making this idea work as opposed to just complaining about the fact that no one will listen to me. Okay, let's put it a little bit bigger picture here. Wanda, I'm going to ask you to imagine that you're in a rocking chair. We're, we're, we're 35 years down the road, and you're sitting on this front porch, and you're just taking a moment, and you're reflecting back in your life, just rocking back and forth. And you're thinking that you've been with that job that you, that you had just retired from for 35 years. How does that make you feel? Um... Well, that one's a hard one to do, but I think uh, most people would look back and say, you know, I didn't achieve all I wanted to achieve, 
Well, let's remember you believe... said you hated this job. <laughs> Fair enough. I didn't say I hated it. I said I didn't like it. Those are two different things. All right. Now I'm running out of the ability to role play it because this isn't me. I actually have a very different feeling about my life. But your sense of how you get people to really make change is to be willing to make some radical change. You're not happy with your job. Then look at moving on to something that does give you excitement and find that sense of excitement in yourself. Am I got that straight? My, I think that any power that I, I, first off, I don't have the power to change anybody's life. What I do have the ability to do, though, is to get you to feel what your life is. And at that particular point, when I can get you to feel what your life is, then we can understand that the reason that we're feeling that is because of the thoughts that we're thinking. And, and once, we then, once we then determine that we have the ability to control those thoughts, we change the thoughts to change the feelings. So now we have two choices on this last person. We either go back upstairs and we say, you know, we need to either rethink how you think your job, or if you want to change the feeling about this position, then we have to find you a position that you will think differently about. Those are our two options. We have no other options. Okay. That, that's the bottom line. Okay, fair enough. I get this one. So it's changing how I think about it or changing um, the way I'm thinking that I'm feeling, or I think I got that straight, some version of that one. Well, so well change- our thoughts determine our feelings. And, okay. and so, so if you want to change your feelings, you got to start with upstairs, and, and you have direct control over what you're thinking. Okay, fair enough. I like that one. So start with what it is that I'm really thinking, and why is it that I'm thinking this way, and what are my alternative ways of thinking about the job or the role or the opportunities. Okay, let's go back to you. You said that you decided to cycle across the U.S. and you were not a cyclist before. So did you go into a training program to get this all together or did you just launch out and say, okay, I'm going to make it happen? Well, I've always been a uh, person who's really committed my life to fitness and health and I've always been a, a jogger and I knew that I had a strong heart and strong lungs. And you know, and, and with that, I have strong legs. And so I thought, I, I felt, you know, that I, I could train as I went. Now, I'm not advocating that for anybody else unless they have that kind of foundation, that health foundation for 20, for 20 years under, under them. But I did that. On this particular ride, the distances weren't overwhelming to me. Um, it, it was 83 days, and I think we averaged pedaling about 48 days a day. That was not overwhelming to me at all. So, okay. so... Uh, it, it just it, it wasn't a big physical deal to me. I didn't feel that. Okay, and were there moments, and you can do this either from the cycling or from any of the countries that you've walked across, are there moments where you just feel like, I don't know that I can go on? You just feel like it's not working. How am I going to get up and go the next day? Of course, uh, you know, tens of times. I mean, as an example, this past year, to, actually 2017, the summer, I, I walked across the country of England and then jetted over to, to Ireland and walked around the coast of Ireland. And as I was walking across England pretty early in my walk, you know, it was supposed to be amazing weather over there. And I don't know what English people think is amazing weather, but it certainly wasn't what I was walking through. I was walking through the countryside with the cows and uh, I swear the wind must have been blowing about 30 miles an hour. And and, uh, you, you know, in England, it doesn't rain straight down, it rains sideways. And the poncho that I was wearing was going flop, 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 flop in the wind. And, you know, I was going up and down these hills and the, the ground was wet and muddy and I was walking through cow stuff and the big cows were looking at me oddly and I, wasn't, I was afraid of them. And I, I, yeah, I said to myself, what that? 
what are you doing out here, dude? What What's this about? And then see right there, remember my feeling is not what I want to feel because my thoughts are bad. And so you go back up and stare, you go back upstairs and, and how I got through that, I go, wait a second, wait a second. You know, you have never done this before. You have never had this opportunity before. I'm moving one mile an hour in this wind, but I've never done this. And I know that I will make it. I know that. So let's just watch, feel, be in the moment and watch yourself make it. That's an example right there. Well, so that is a great pep talk. So, you know, it's the go back to the thinking. So what is it that I want? You've never done this before. I know I can do it. So be in the moment one step at a time. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, see, I love your show, the title of your show, because... You know, if we truly want to live our greatest life, we're going to have to step outside that comfort zone. I got to tell you, because every one of us, that that big giant circle that we are in, I mean, if we want to continue to live within that circle and only walk to the edge, we're going to experience a whole bunch of averageness in our life. Now, if people out there really want a whole bunch of averageness, man, you got it. You stay right there. You are good. You are warm. You are cozy. You stand right there and your life will be so average, you will just die. Or if you really want to live a life of excellence in your health, in your finances, in your business world, in your relationships, you got to step outside that comfort zone. Now, I'm not advocating stepping 500 miles outside your comfort zone like me when walking across the country, but why not? Let's just take a little inch and see what it's out there. Because every single time that we take an inch, a foot, a yard, a mile, 500 miles past our comfort zone, what we have done is we have stretched that. We have expanded our ability to truly find our great. Okay. I like that idea, that image of, you know, we're all in our nice little cozy comfort zone, a nice little circle, a nice little rocking chair as you used before. Um, I often say we're in our box and that box is very familiar and it's highly rewarded often and other people are happy for me to stay in that box. And then you just say, take an inch out. Just step out a little bit. You don't have to leave the box. You don't have to abandon the whole thing. But if you don't look outside the box, you don't know what's out there. How are you going to find it if you don't test it a little bit? Yeah, I don't believe that life's meant to to look at the pictures in a book. I believe that life's meant to be the pictures in the book. (laughs) Okay. That's an interesting one. Be the pictures in the book. Okay. As in create the life you want to have. Well, yeah, why Define not? your own destiny. Okay. Why not? Okay. I mean, actually, you know, too too many of us live in this state of fear where in the end it doesn't even really matter. So why not create this great, this master adventure? 50 years from now, it's probably not going to matter too much for you and I. We won't be around. What, what, what will matter is the examples that we, how we lived our life. And we, we, we pray that we did something powerful enough that those, that, that our footprints will still be here. But besides that, man, why not go out and why not just create the best relationship you can? Why not do that? Why not go out and just say, man, I am so blessed to be in this job. I love this job. I get to add value every day. Value comes back to me. Why not say, I am so tired of sitting in this chair being overweight and feeling really crummy. Why not try to start taking a little bit of it more effort and making myself feel better? Why not? Yeah, why not? Absolutely, why not? Let me, I go back to something you said, state of fear, that we live in a state of fear. Um, and do you think that's the fear of the unknown? Or is it fear of something else? What do you think is driving all those fears? I think fear 
fear comes in a number of different forms. Fear, fear is, oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen if I do that. Fear is, oh wow, what is she going to think? Fear is, oh man, I can't step up there. What if I blow it and say something that, you know, I didn't mean? Fear is, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay for my bills? Fear comes in so many different ways to each of us uniquely, but the bottom line is still there fear chains us. It restricts us. It sets our feet in concrete. It doesn't allow us to move. We might have a heart that wants to move forward, but fear has cemented our feet into the ground so much that we are stuck. So how do you conquer that fear? I mean, have you done something in your life where you were absolutely terrified of it? I feel fear all the time. But, but what I've learned is that the way you overcome fear is that you make the adventure bigger than the fear. You know, speaking on a stage, I feel fear every single time. But the adventure of the moment, I think about that. That changes the feeling. That allows me to get on stage. Makes so, the adventure bigger than the fear. I like that one. So the, what I have to gain gets bigger than what I have to lose. What do you have, what you have to live, experience? It's, 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 it's bigger than always just gaining from a financial point of view or it's, it's this experiential thing about, man, I just did that. You asked me a moment uh, to talk about my fear. Well, I'm afraid of heights. Of course, many of us are. Uh, I was in Auckland, New Zealand, and there's a building there. It's the tallest building in Auckland, and at the very top of the building, there's something like a pirate's plank at the very top. You can get harnessed in, and you walk, you walk this really small pirate's plank, and then there's nowhere to go except drops 670 feet to the bottom. So I'm up there at the end of the day. I ran up the, I got up the elevator as fast as I could. They're about ready to close down. There's no other crowd or up there that are all these people participating to help cheer me on to use their enthusiasm. It's only me and the two people that are harnessing me in, and my brain's going, oh my God, what did I do? This is scary. You know, where's the people that are cheering you, cheering you? I get harnessed in. I start walking across that pirate's plank and I go, oh my God, my brain says, no way, you cannot do that. I turned back. The guys saw the fear in my face. They said, okay, it's okay. You don't have to do this. And I'm thinking, no, you got to do this. So immediately what I did is I got back on that plank and I walked backwards. I tricked myself. I walked backwards. I'm going, wait, 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 what are you you doing? then you're falling. And as you're falling, you're going, oh my God, I love this. Because that's usually the, that usually what happens when we, when we chase our fear down. All of a sudden, we are at a place of immense gratitude, appreciation, and just uh, that it feels great. <laughs> I love this image of, you know, you're out there by your, in effect by yourself. There's somebody there that's, you know, making sure your safety and all that jazz. And you can't do it head face forward. So you turn around and do it backwards just not to miss the experience <laughs> of what it's like. That is focusing on the adventure and making the adventure bigger than the fear. Yeah, that's right. You know, we have our moments. And sometimes if you don't meet that one particular moment, if you don't address that particular moment, what happens is that that concrete's going to get a little thicker, a little higher up on your body next time you have a moment that you have to take a risk. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. It's not, I might walk through concrete, but I'm moving through my feet as fast through that wet concrete as I can because I'm not letting myself stay stuck, man, because I don't want to live like that. 
Okay. All right. It may be slow, but you're moving through the concrete as fast <laughs> as you can. I I'm love moving. that. Whatever it is, just keep moving. Now, you said in this that you you had missed in this plank walk in Auckland that you were missing the crowds cheering you along. There was nobody there. How important is it for you to have people around you saying, come on, you can go, you can do it, who are backing you up? I think that that's why marathon, so many people can run and succeed in marathons, because if you've ever been to one, not running, but just to cheer, it is one of the most exciting venues ever. So you've got these people of all different sizes and shapes and ages. They started at, at point one and they are running and there are thousands of people on the sidelines saying, you got it, Wanda, you got it, number 23, keep going, keep going, come on, you got this one. There's no doubt. When you have people that are supporting you with positive affirmations in life, there is no doubt when people say you can do this, your chances of doing it are much better than if you've got a whole crowd of people saying, oh, my God, but you're not you look like you need to stop. You need to stop. You can't keep going. Stop. Yeah, we certainly have an awful lot of those people floating around us in a dozens of different ways who want to say, are you sure this is what you want? Oh, Beast, how's that working out for you? Isn't that a little bit of a risk for your family or whatever else it is that someone wants to say, ooh, maybe get that concrete going a little more. (laughs) All right. Okay, so the thing that I'm dying to ask you, but I'm going to hold it until after the break, is you've talked about what inspires you how you get yourself moving. And you've talked about this in terms of making the adventure bigger than the fear. And you've talked about it in terms of creating sort of cheering around you so that support and positive affirmation kind of keeps you going. You've talked about it in terms of not getting stuck in concrete, moving, just keep moving, getting out of your circle of comfort and just inch out or step out and find what else is out there. And you've talked about in terms of being the positive change yourself, looking in the mirror and saying, I can do this. I can do this. Now, I want to take I want to take a break. But when we come back from the break, what I want to do, Sean, is talk about, so how do I help other people around me that I want to inspire feel inspired? Okay, sounds awesome. All right. So we'll be right back. With me today is Sean Anderson. Sean is, as you can tell, a highly ranked motivational author and an unlimited thinker and a lifetime entrepreneur. And now you know why we would say that about him. He's a six-time author, soon to be seventh and eighth, and he is the creator of the Extra Mile Day. In addition to having walked across, biked across the U.S. twice and walked across England, Ireland, Spain, Portugal, and parts of Japan. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you want more information on the articles, books, coaching, and seminars we offer, go to our website at www.leadershipforuminc.com. You're sure to find some helpful links, videos, and more to help you create a winning strategy for your organization. Leadership Forum, Inc., helping organizations get it and keep it. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Out of the Comfort Zone. To reach Dr. Wanda Wallace or her guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to wanda.wallace at leadershipforuminc.com. Now, back to Out of the Comfort Zone. Welcome back to the show. With me today is Sean Anderson. Sean is an incredible motivational speaker and thinker and writer, and he's the creator of the Extra Mile Day. Now, it's not just that Sean has created a number of things and including a quite successful business, but Sean goes out to challenge himself to do things that he might not have believed he could do at the beginning or imagined doing and pushes himself to get out of his comfort zone. We were just talking about um, Sean's fear of heights and then his effort to walk the pirate's plank in Auckland and forcing himself to get out of that comfort zone and do it anyway. And I love Sean's statement about fear is the way he does this is he makes the adventure bigger than the fear. Um, I said what you have to gain, but I don't mean monetary gain. I mean the excitement, the thrill, the accomplishment, the success, the fun of what it takes, what you get when you step out of the comfort zone and have a success in this one. So we've been talking about what Sean, what motivates Sean. What I want to do is to talk about how do you help inspire other people to do more than they think they can do. So Sean, I got it. You got it. You know how to frame that. You know how to challenge your thinking. But how do you get other, how do you inspire other people? Well, I, I, as I said earlier, you know, I don't have the power to be able to to change anybody's life. I wish I had a Harry Potter magic wand. I wish that I could wave my wand and give someone courage. All I have the ability to do and all any of us have the ability to do is to do one of two things. We are either planting seeds or we are watering seeds. We are either planting seeds that the person has never really considered as far as their own life, or we are watering seeds. And at that moment, we might be the right person at the right time that allows that person to grow in courage so much. It's like how bamboo won't grow for years. And then all of a sudden overnight, it starts to go boom. We might help someone do that. So all we can do, all we can do is to be battery chargers of the human spirit. Picture this. If you've ever started your, a car and you went out there and you turn the engine over, and it won't go. So we call up someone else. They bring their car up. We hook up the battery chargers. The good car connects with the dead car. Turn The good car turns on. The, 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 the battery that's not working all of a sudden starts. That's what we do. That's what you and I have the ability to do is to take our energy, to take our positive thinking and try to hook someone else up that's not feeling that. Hopefully that that spark will stick with them long enough that they can keep taking baby steps forward and then start to realize themselves, I like who I am. All right. So in this, that means I have to have a lot of energy myself. 
I have to have, you know, kind of that gusto for myself and my willingness to share that with other people. That's one. Mm -hmm. And two, it strikes me that, you know, so often, especially in work, we're focused on giving feedback, but the feedback is, let me tell you all the things you didn't get right. That's right. As opposed to the battery charger, which I'm presuming would do something else. That's right. That's why you, that's why I choose to be the cheerleader. That's why I choose to be the clapper. That's why I choose, and I hope that other people, all of us choose to be that person that helps inspire people because we have we have a million people around us in our world that want to de-inspire us. That's why it's upon it's upon people who really see how important others are to grow them, to continue to encourage them. And you know, you 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 might ask this question, well, like who inspires me to keep going? You know, I think you can reach a place of, of, of total self-awareness where you realize that, man, you can't really look to other people to be inspired. I, if, because when you're out there walking across England, or if you're going over the Pyrenees Mountains in Spain, or if you're walking around Shikoku, Japan, you know, and, and you're on the, the a coast highway and the rain is raining down on you so hard that it's really over your ankles as you're on this road, there's no one out there that's going to cheer for you. You've got to find that inspiration within yourself. And the way that I find inspiration for myself is I'm constantly feeding myself. I'm constantly feeding myself the positive. I hang around positive people that want to make a difference. I read positive things that encourage me. I listen to positive information. I don't sit there and and, and soak in CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, anything all day long. I don't do that because that brings me down. I love that. So what do you read, Sean? You have to tell us. This sounds fabulous. <laughs> Wow, you know the two things, Wanda, that have changed my life more than anything is the is the people that I've met and the books that I've read. Back after I graduated from Berkeley many many years ago, I was just trying to make ends meet as I was trying to to hustle, and I worked a graveyard shift at a Seven Eleven. And when you're working at two in the morning and you've got the coolers already stocked, um, got a lot of time on your hands. So I started reading every motivational book I could. Two of the books that made a huge difference on me, one of them was Benjamin Franklin's autobiography. And the reason that made a difference is because Benjamin Franklin, he he chose 30 virtues in his life that he wanted to be him. And he 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 shared with me in his in his words and his thinking that if I focus on something that I want to change on my life continuously, I can make that change. He taught me about accountability, about self-accountability. The second author was a guy named Og Mandino. Og Mandino had a book called The Greatest Miracle in the World. And in that book, it was far different than a Stephen Covey type book of the 10 10 habits of highly successful people where you just list 10 things to be healthy, 10 things to have a great relationship, 10 things to be a millionaire. doesn't work for me. Og Mandino told me a story. And in that story, he allowed me to be entertained and then process the lessons. Those were two people. That's the kind of stuff that I continue to read today. I get this one. So it's, you know, yeah, you may check in with CNN or whatever your favorite news story is just to keep up with the headlines, but not to focus on it, to put your energies and your efforts on things that give you positive energy, positive people, positive books to read, positive biographies, positive stories that help you see how you can be doing this, not um, not surround yourself by people who are going to tell you why you can't or what's going to go wrong with this one. 
Or stuff that just really frustrates me or pisses me off, frankly. I mean, if I got stuck on Twitter reading one person's personal tweets every single day, you know, I would just go, oh, man, how did this happen? What's going on? We're, you know, what's our future going to be? You know, it, it's uh, – so, again, you've got to have that awareness that you're in control of what you put in your head. Mm-hmm. No one's forcing you to do that. You are the one that's choosing that. I had uh, worked with a psychologist years, years, years ago who used to say, you know, you have your tape recorder in your head with a voice. And that voice was laid down when you were a kid and didn't really actually have very good reasoning powers. The good news is the only person who has control of that tape recorder is you. So, Yeah, that's right. You have to stop it. You know, press play, press stop. And he used to say, if you can't press stop right now, pause will do just fine. So just to take control of the voice in your head, as you said. I want to go back to this notion about inspiring other people. And your, your sense is to be that battery charger, to be that positive energy for them, to be the affirming force for them, where you're either planting a seed or watering a seed. Somebody who's been on our show before, um, Leonard Powell, says you cannot inspire people. That all you can do is create conditions in which people choose to be inspired. And he, when I ask, you know, how do you create those conditions, he will say you create those conditions by having people feel that they are liked to some degree, competent, and significant. And we're right back to positive affirmations. Significant, you know, I, competent, liked. I, I, I think you inspire people first off by just showing them that you care. I mean, sometimes we make things more complicated than we need to. I'm a big one on on let's not complicate life. Life simple. You know, I care about you. I believe in you. Let's find out what your dreams are. Let's see what we can do to help you get to where you want to go. You know, uh, one of the reasons why Wanda that I do these these great adventures every single year is, is to go find my simple because, you know, the world is so noisy with how many emails are in the box and how many calls and how many podcasts and how many speeches and how many books you feel a lot of pressure and you start to complicate your world. So I just get a backpack and, you know, I, 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 when I flew into Shikoku, Japan, all I had a backpack. I had no idea where I was going to stay. I just had a general idea of the first Buddhist temple that I was going to walk through. And I just started walking. Because when we, when we go find our simple and when we take out all the subtractions, we, we find our deepest passion, we find our so, most significant purpose, we find our greatest inspiration. And so really what it comes down to, I think, in, in inspiring others is, is just, find your, just help them find their simple, man. What, what, is it, what is it that you want with your life? What is it that you want to see? What is it that you want to do? Then let's figure out how to get you the courage to go do that. That's what I believe, Wanda. All right. So courage. So for you, this whole thing about having the courage, the courage to step out of the little circle of comfort zone, the courage to go off the pirate's plank, um, the courage to dare to dream what you could do, any of it. It's all courage. 
it takes a lot of courage to live sometimes. It takes courage sometimes when the person at home at, is, is at home right now and they're listening and maybe today's their day off and they hate their job, but they have to wake up tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. They have to find the courage to go there. There's the person who's out there right now who just had this relationship and they thought that that person was the one. Well, that person didn't think they were the one and they left them. <laughs> that person has to find the courage to continue to go forward. You know, there, there, someone's parent might've passed. So there might've been a significant loss. Maybe they were fired or terminated. All of us have to find the courage in various ways. And so you see, we all keep surviving. We all make it through our bad days. We all found the courage to get through those bad days. And if I can remind people of that, then why can't we find the courage to create our good days too? It's not enough just to find courage to get through the bad. Let's also find the courage to create the good. Ooh, that's an, I like that one. It's not just the courage to get through the bad days. It's the courage to actually create the good days. And that's what you mean by go find your simple. What is it that's going to give you what you're looking for in life, the experience you want to have, the passion you want to have, whatever it is, the courage to go find that. Yeah. yeah, and for me, it's a, it's it's a it's extra important on this whole passion thing because you know I've 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 chosen I've chosen a different path in life to walk as far as what I do to to do my best to inspire people through word and and voice and so if I'm not passionate about me if I'm not passionate about my life and what I'm writing and what I'm doing how in the world am I ever going to plant passion in another human being. So I have to continually find ways to be responsible for creating my own passion if I'm ever to hope that there's a single listener out there that's going to say, wow, yes, yes, I want that too. This, so what strikes me, Sean, in thinking about this one and listening to you talk about your story and hearing the passion and excitement and enthusiasm you have for planting this seed with other people to give them the courage to create their good days, their best self, it's, I guess, part of what we're missing in this inspirational thing is there are too, few, too many people walking around in our lives who just are not passionate about themselves. And therefore, how are they going to create passion, excitement, for anybody else because we have to make sure that those people are going to listen to your podcast right see i think i think sometimes people don't really realize recognize or are aware of what opportunities are really out there for them we get stuck on this this road that life pushed puts us on right out of school okay after high school you know and i and please i understand i'm talking to a, a former duke college professor here so you you're more of the traditionalist but you know we're on this path immediately okay where are you going to go to college well, you know your sat scores can you is what's your backup school okay there you go. You, let's, what's your major? Okay, that major doesn't work. That's not going to get you a job. Let's find a better major. Okay, great, great. All right, start thinking about this. Find a spouse. Find a partner. Okay, because you know kids are important. You got to make these kids. Okay, great, great. Oh my gosh, you, you need to have a brand new car because you need to have this new car because people are going to think about how successful you are. That's super important. Oh my God, you need to get a condo. You need to buy a house right now. You can't keep paying rent. You know, you go ahead and take on that mortgage. Who cares? Take it on. You got this. Come on. This is life. This is what you're supposed to do. You get what I'm saying, right? So, so we follow we follow what life and society tells us we were supposed to do and when we it blocks out what i call that inner whisper that inner whisper of what really makes us who we are what our greatest passions are wow i love this i love that all of a sudden that voice is muted because we never listen to it we never do it 
Okay, so that's how you go find your simple. That's what that is for you. Shut out all those other voices and hear what it is for you that really matters to you. As I get that straight? Yeah, they're, they're axe sharpening adventures, man, because it's like a guy that tries to split wood. If, if we're having a contest and we're splitting wood and one guy's got a super dull axe that hasn't been sharpened in 20 years and the other guy's got a fresh brand new axe, who's going to sharpen the, who's going to get through his 20 logs faster, right? So it's the same thing. You know, if we're out there going to our job and we're not, and our axe isn't sharp, if we're living life and our axe isn't sharp, we're going to have a very dull existence. Yeah. I get that one. So, and that constant sort of getting back to my simple, getting back to my passion, getting back to my inner voice, um, having the courage to listen to it, to do it, to take action. Because we have to do that if we're going to plant seeds in other people. So, Sean, you know, who inspires you today? Well, you know... This this podcast inspires me, Wanda. The fact that you stepped out of your comfort zone, you know, for however long you've had your podcast and you chose to do it. I mean, it's people like you that choose to be unique and walk unique paths. You set the bar for me. You know, the consistency of which you have to go out and find, you know, guests that you have to show up and be your best and do the research, that stuff inspires me. I look around all day long everywhere I go and I see inspiration. And, and, if, I, and if I'm really having a bad day, then I just say, you know what, I'm going to go take a walk because it is impossible for me not to take a walk and not be inspired by nature, not to look up into the blue sky and, and imagine that way out there farther than I can see, there are more stars in the sky than there are sands of green on the beach. It is impossible for me not to be inspired when I see you know, a plant budding Right now, up in here in Sacramento, the the trees are starting to spring again. I mean, all the leaves fell, and the the trees are growing. They're they're budding again. That's that's to me is inspirational. It's when I see when I see a bird actually flying, when I see a squirrel looking for its nuts. That's inspirational. So people really want to try to find their best inspiration. Go get in touch with creation. Go get in touch with nature. Go get in touch with this this miracle of life that we have the privilege to be walking through. You know, because I think when we realize that we are walking through a miracle, then we have a light, we have the opportunity to become more of a miracle ourselves, not only in how we live our life, but what we give back to other people. Okay. All right. And what we give back to other people. I like that one. Yeah. So many, so many people um, have a greater sense of meaning and significance and contribution and passion when they get tuned into how it is they are helping or serving other people. And that's what you're saying. What well, can I give back? So let me flip the one. We talked about inspiration and we talked about what inspired you and we talked about some amazing things that you've done. We've talked about some bad days that you've had and some of these amazing things that you've done. I want to talk about, you know, this, go back to this notion about fear and the fear of failure. So have you ever had failures and how do you deal with them? Mm, I've had, I've had some awesome failures. I've had some humongous failures. I've had some failures that have knocked me to my knees that I never thought I was going to get up again. But Remember, it's how you it's how you reframe those failures. I I needed to have every one of those to become who I am today. If I if I never knew what it was like to fail, if I never knew what it was like to fall, if I never knew what it was like just to be beaten down to the core of my being, how could I ever be able to relate to another human being and be able to encourage them? So, yes, as a human being, man, 
I don't see how anybody can get through life without stumbling a hundred times. I think it's part of it's part of the universe's rule book. Page seventeen, you will stumble one hundred and seventy six times. You know, it's uh, it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see. I Well, I know that because I talk to all sorts of people all over the world, and I can promise you no one who's ever achieved anything has done so without a whole lot of failures, and some of them rather spectacular, too. So you have to reframe it. What do you mean by reframe? How do you do that? You, you, start, to, you start to be a person of gratitude. You know, you don't, you don't be a person that curses everything that happened to you, you become a person that truly, sincerely feels gratitude for that because what it did was it changed you. It changed you in positive ways. It made you more sensitive. It made you more communicative. It made you more clear. It made you wiser. It made you smarter. Focus on the ways that w- what you learned. If someone in your life just died recently, you know, and that was a huge tragedy, focus on the fact that now you are awakened to the fact that life is short. What do you want to do with your life? So, you know, it's about just reframing our failures. And maybe it, maybe it does take, you know, a week, a month, a year after but I think that there's the opportunity, it's, there's the possibility that once we get through the storm, we can start to see as we look over our shoulder why that happened. Because if it didn't happen, we'd never be able to be where we are going to go. Okay, through the storm. I, you know, I get the sense now when you say you want to surround yourself by positive people and positive examples and read positive things that that's an easy phrase to say, and yet you live it at a very deep level, all right? So I go back to this notion of going, taking a walk, and see the incredible beauty and miracle that's around you, even if I'm having a bad day. I focus on the good in that day. Or the sense of failure, even if it takes you a year or longer to get through it, that you focus on the ways in which it's changed you, not just, oh, geez, I learned something I didn't know before, but it, that experience changed you. It made you more sensitive, wiser, uh, in all sorts of things. That, but that's the positive. I'm going to focus on the out, the uh, net gain, the positive, the, I don't have any better words for it than that. But I get the sense, Sean, of how you live that every single day. Focus on the positive, focus on the positive, focus on the positive. The next step. You know, and I, I make it my mission to do that. And I just don't assume that I'm going to wake up that next day feeling that. I, I start from the very beginning. I start controlling what goes into my brain immediately. I mean, I could sit there and I could think oh man, this is what I've got to do today. Oh gosh, I've got to do this and this. And oh my gosh, taxes are due soon. And I need to start working on taxes. And oh wow, I don't have any time today to to get this finished. I've got to do this podcast at this time. And I could think that if I want to, and I could put myself in a spiral from the very beginning if I chose to. I could I could do all those negative thinkings and create all the negative feelings if I chose to. Or I could do what I do and I say, okay, great, new day, I'm here, I'm amen for that. What are three things? Let's focus on these three things. Number one, what am I excited about doing today? Okay, okay, calm your brain. What are you excited about today? What's what's one thing that you can be excited about today? Okay, awesome. Number two, who can I serve today? Who can I empower? Who can I who can I lift up? Who can I who can I do something really positive for today? Okay, got it. Number three, what am I most grateful for? 
today. You see, Wanda, when I ask myself those three morning questions, it changes the outlook of my entire day. It makes, it reminds me that today is unique and today is brilliant. I've never lived this day in history. No one ever has. And so why not go make it the best day that I've ever lived? Uh (laughs) I like this one. All right. I have to repeat this one because these three things are really, really powerful. The one, what's the one thing that I'm excited about today? And I presume it doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be a little teeny tiny thing. Like like going to Baskin Robbins and getting my favorite ice cream. Yeah. Small, simple. What am I most excited about today? Number two, who can I serve? But serve can also be who can I empower? Who can I lift up? Who can I help? Who can I enable today? One person, only one person. That's all I need to think about. Who's that going to be? And then number three, what am I most grateful for today? I guarantee that if someone started reprogramming their thinking at the beginning of the day with this as their start. Their thinking will change. Their feelings will change. Their actions will change. Okay. Feelings will change and actions will change. And then we're right back to where we started with you, Sean, in saying that ultimately if you're not feeling what you want to be feeling, it's about how you're thinking. So let's get control of what it is we're thinking change your thinking and that will change your feeling and that's ultimately going to change your actions and some very concrete, very specific ways. Sean, I think what I love about all of this is, you know, certainly you have great enthusiasm and can impart that to people. I don't care who you talk to them or when you can talk to them. Trust me, Sean has the enthusiasm and the excitement and energy, but that is coming from your space of deciding to be that energy in the world and living the life that you want to live. And I come back to your notion of, I, you know, it's me that has to do something about it. And it's finding um, what is it that is my simple, where is it that I'm going to find my most excitement and passion. It's getting control of that thinking. And it's these three questions that we just ask. And it's also the courage, not just the courage to face the bad days, but the courage to make every day the best possible that it can be. That's absolutely perfect. Well, since we're out of time, I guess it's going to have to be. Sean, I don't think I say it with nearly the passion that you say, but boy, are those interesting. I just want to repeat for everybody the three things one more time is, are you excited about today? One thing, even a simple thing. Who can you serve, empower, lift up, inspire today? And what are you most grateful for on those days? Those three, change your thinking, change your feeling, change your action. With me today is Sean Anderson. Sean is a number one ranked motivational author, an unlimited thinker, and a lifetime entrepreneur, creator of the Extra Mile Day, and has biked across the U.S. twice and walked across five countries with more to come. Sean, thanks for being a guest. My privilege. Thank you, Wanda. And join us next week for another episode. Thank you for joining us for Out of the Comfort Zone. Tune in again for another edition with Dr. Wanda Wallace next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Reach outside your comfort zone this week.